0: Hello! Welcome to Mountain Meister. I'm your host, Ben Shank. This is part three of our three-part series of our Summit first Someone climb of Mount Langley, which happened this past July. If you missed parts one or two, you can find them on our website, mtnmeister.com or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Last episode, spoiler alert, we made it to the top.
1: We made it to the top. Oh my
0: God. Got a few more steps to <laughs> get that final view.
2: Oh God, wow. Holy sh...
0: That's pretty scary. <laughs> In this episode, we try to make it down. And we give you a special offer for your own Summit for Someone trip. Hopefully you can hear me over all this wind. We're at like a pretty windy part of the descent. Took us about four hours to get from our base camp to the top of Mount Langley. We spent about an hour, maybe a little less at the summit. Now we're on our way down, which is very nice. It's very soft, all that sand. While I was like climbing up a beach on the way up, it's like landing on pillows on the way down. It's nice and soft on your knees beautiful day. No, absolutely zero clouds in the sky. No clouds in sight. Everybody on our team summited. Heather, one of the members, made an incredible comeback from throwing up the night before from altitude sickness to summiting today, even over some Class 3 scrambling. Sarah, one of our Summit for Someone team members, is feeling pretty sick. I think the altitude has hit her hard. Uh, her stomach's hurting a lot. She's battling being a trooper. So, we've had to split up. Hopefully we'll see her at the bottom in good spirits. But we'll see. You never know. That's what's so fun about this. You never
1: know. limits. We all misunderstand our, our, our own abilities. And some people are um, some people are overly Ambitious, and they think they're capable of more they can achieve, but they're in the minority. I think the vast majority of people are don't realize what they're capable of, and sometimes hold themselves back or think that they can't achieve something or can't do something uh, because of whatever preconceived notions that, mm-hmm. that we all carry around. And for me, you can you can sort of see that that's a that's a small microcosm of life in general. Right. You know, the challenges we face in the mountains are are a microcosm of the challenges that we face in life. And the things that we learn here can then be applied to to our lives elsewhere.
0: That was Matt Robertson, our guide for the trip. And I like what he said there. We as humans are so emotional that in the moment, it can be really tough to figure out what we're doing and why we're doing it. But what we find is when we reflect on those situations, we learn from those experiences. Steven echoed this later that night.
1: Right. Could you have imagined yesterday if I'd have told you you would have summited, had a great time, and you're going to be laying out here right now looking at the stars just cheery as could be? But could you imagine that moment back then? Not with my headache. I wasn't thinking about anything. No, exactly. So the yeah. next time in life when you go through something like that, like maybe you got a job yeah. interview or something like that, you can have the confidence and a little bit of like, the perseverance to just realize, I'm going to get it done.
0: Once we remove the emotions from the mountain, we asked Sarah Banfield how she reflected on the experience.
3: Oh, my gosh, I did not know how I was going to get up. I really didn't. I kept looking up and then looking at Amy and be like, I don't think I'm going to get up there. She's like, You're going to get up there. She's like, yeah, You will. <laughs> And she'd be like, "Only 20 more minutes." I'm
1: like, "No." <laughs> probably a lot too. It was probably yeah. An hour. Right? Oh, at least, <laughs> at least.
3: But I don't know. There was I had a lot of like inner drive to so just want to do it. I just wanted to get up there. I really didn't care. Um, just for myself, I think, just to like see like what I'm really capable of physically and mentally.
0: Woo! Successful descent of Mount Langley for at least four of us. Sounds like some others are coming in now. Woo! Woo! Yeah, baby! Woo!
2: Woo! Uh, my name's Brian Martin. I'm the executive director of Big City Mountaineers. Um,
0: we want you to have your own experience summiting for someone. I spoke with Brian Martin to learn a little more about the program
2: it's uh, it 's about half of our revenue wow uh, we're we 're a one point two million dollar organization um, and so the the donations that roll up from all of the climbers mm-hmm. all of the supporters of all of those climbers throughout the course of the year generate about half of big city mountaineers budget wow. And we match the donations of all of those individual, uh, donors and supporters, uh, with gifts from foundations and, uh, corporations from as small as a $2,500 or $5,000 gift from a, you know, a small family foundation to five and six figure, uh, gifts from some of our bigger corporate partners.
0: Yeah. So if, uh, if one of our listeners was thinking about doing a, a climb and raising a few thousand dollars, they should understand that that few thousand dollars then gets multiplied by two, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Exactly. So what do you say to, to people who are on the fence and they're like, well, <laughs> well I, I want to do this, but X, Y, Z. What, what do you say to somebody to suggest a, a summit for
2: someone climb? Uh, you know, please come and join us. Um, we have uh, staff here that is ready to assist you, to help you. Um, I know that Oftentimes, climbers uh, come to us and they don't know a thing about how to ask their friends, their colleagues, their coworkers for a dollar uh, to fundraise for big city mountaineers. They've never done anything like that before. We've got um, training. We've got support. Uh, we provide the materials uh, and all the backing that you need to feel as comfortable uh, as you possibly can in making those requests uh, of uh, of your friends and colleagues and co-workers and family members. And uh, I find that once people kind of get into the swing of things, they find it uh, very easy and that more times than not, people are jumping at the chance to support you, jumping at the chance to get behind your climb, uh, your challenge, uh, and support uh, this great cause.
0: I talked with Sarah Banfield about her fundraising experience.
3: Fundraising is really easy for me. I just kind of did like Facebook announcements and it was my family and friends. It was really easy. Everything went out to them and then um, I sent them all emails. So I just did Facebook and email. That's pretty much what I did and it was easy.
0: Wow. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think I have ever met somebody that has failed to meet a fundraising goal for something like this.
3: Yeah. Do you? It was. No, I don't know anybody.
0: Okay. I I guess you just do whatever it takes to to raise the money.
3: I know. I know. There was no way I wasn't going to raise it. I would have figured it out. But, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: it was simpler than I thought. I've never raised money for anything before.
0: I guess all you have to do is just sign up for it, and then you're basically going to force yourself to to raise the money.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, But we were doing some back-of-the-envelope calculations of all the people we've organized and coordinated, the trips we've um, we've run over the past 25 years. It's 7,300 kids and counting. Over 5,000 adult volunteer mentors have joined us on Expedition. Uh, we've run over 700 expeditions. Wow. And uh, as we kind of look at all of those uh, numbers, and look at that over the course of those 25 years, we estimate that we have provided over 36,000 nights under the stars for kids that would not have had the opportunity otherwise.
0: 36,000. And so that, that equates to 100, 100 years. You've provided 100 <laughs> years under the stars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> now it's your turn to experience everything that goes into a summit for someone trip they have climbs all over the country even the world uh kilimanjaro is coming up february 7th through 17th and other trip dates will be released in the coming weeks you can also create your own climb or even a bike trip or a running fundraiser if this is for you Let us know. Shoot me an email, ben at mtnmeister.com, or go to bigcitymountaineers.org and click on the Summit for Someone link. The first two people who officially sign up will receive a Petzl headlamp, a sleeping bag of your choice from Mountain Smith, the sleeping pad that I use, the Q Core SL top of the line from Big Agnes, and a $100 donation toward your fundraising campaign from Mountain Meister. This all in addition to the gear package that you receive when you sign up for a Summit for Someone trip. Finally, one of the best parts of an experience like this is that you can learn from your mistakes. In your Summit for Someone climb, here are a few things that you should know. First of all, it's cold on the mountain So still packing and just beside myself, uh, it seems like such overkill. I look at the weather in Mount Langley and it says it's going to be 90 degrees and a low of 60 degrees. And I am packing long underwear, top and bottom, then expedition weight long underwear, top or wool shirt, then a pile, which is like uh, the pants with the thick wool on the inside, or soft shell sweater or jacket, Than the same thing in pants it just feels weird packing all this warm stuff for winter even though i'm going to southern california i think it's time for another layer number two give yourself time to acclimate what would you do differently next time
3: i'd be like in more elevation like i went up to flagstaff so phoenix you're in the desert Uh, zero uh, So I I went to Flagstaff like twice, which is how high. So I climbed Mount Humphrey, which is twelve thousand.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. But
3: I was there. I like drive up in the morning, drive back. I never stayed up there. I didn't like run around up there. Yeah.
0: Number three: respect your fellow climbers. I noticed that both you and Megan, and then also Amy, didn't take your shoes off after we were done climbing yesterday, (laughs) and every single one of us was looking forward to just taking off our boots mm-hmm. why why is that
1: <laughs> personally i'm a little
0: self-conscious i don't want my
1: smelly feet to <laughs> spoil everyone else's appetite <laughs>
0: every single person on our climb the first thing we did was take our boots off and you three were cooking dinner <laughs> with your shoes on that's an apt observation i would have yeah. noticed that myself um
1: I think part of it is we spend more time in our in our. Yeah. You know these are these are everyday wearing shoes. <laughs> this is our everyday activity. But there there was a moment I would have loved to have taken my shoes off, but
0: I I didn't want to um I don't want to punish anyone right. else. <laughs> Number four, there's more to the experience than just the mountain. All right, it's two o'clock in the morning. Where I am. Self-supported expedition. No, not really self-supported considering I'm in a rental car. But I'm alone. It's a solo expedition from Las Vegas to Lone Pine, which is right near Mount Langley. It's closest town. Anyway, I just was going around one of these hairpin turns and past something that looked like an animal. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what it was. So I turned around and... <laughs> there it was it was a donkey of some some sort either a donkey or a mule but I got a picture of him snapped a picture as he started running away and finally number five I tried this cookie that I won (laughs) the cookie that I won at a Las Vegas gas station and it is terrible probably one of the worst chocolate chip cookies I've ever had I'm eating it anyway But, here's a, whatever the opposite of a gear recommendation is, never, ever, ever eat grandma's chocolate chip cookie, made by Frito-Lay, sorry Frito-Lay, and grandma, your cookies aren't very good. Hey, hope you enjoyed that series of episodes about our Summit for Someone climb of Mount Langley. Don't forget, first two people to officially book a climb each when a Big Agnes insulated Q-Core sleeping pad, a Mountain Smith sleeping bag of your choice, one Petzl headlamp, and a $100 donation from Mountain Meister in addition to whatever gear you get through signing up for a Summit for Someone trip. Pictures and videos from this entire experience on our website, mtnmeister.com. Thank you to Anna Simley from Big City Mountaineers for all of her behind-the-scenes help. Thank you also to Jeff Weedman and Brian Martin and everybody from Big City Mountaineers for your help. Thank you to Stephen Reinhold, Sarah Banfield, and the whole Kiss the Sky team for being the best climbing partners that I could ask for. Thank you to Kurt Wedberg, Matt Robertson, Amy Ness, Megan Hammett, and the rest of the Sierra Mountaineering crew. Thank you to Big Agnes, Mammut, Petzl, Smith, and all of the companies that provide gear for Summit for Someone Climbers. Thank you to Chris, Shane, and the boys for helping me go up Bond Cliff in New Hampshire. And finally, thank you, Meister fans. Thank you for listening to this series. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, enjoy doing the rest of whatever else you do while you listen to this podcast. Until next time, I'm Ben Shank. And thanks for listening to Mountain Meister.